So uh, this week I have a guitar on, but I knew about this way before last night. So uh, uh, a little more comfortable. So uh, excited to be up here leading worship with, with one of my boys, Davis, Clayton, and Carter, and Katie. And then uh, Lonnie Blatz is a, a friend of Clayton's here. Uh, he's going to be on piano and helping us out. So, She's my girlfriend. Uh, Thank girlfriend, you. yes. So uh, y'all can stand and we're going to sing. our praise to the coming King.
You can be seated. Welcome to First Baptist Church and Happy New Year. We are so glad you are here to worship with us this morning. And if you're a guest, we'd love to get to know you. And if you could help us out with that, one of the ways that you can do that is with the guest registration card that's located right in front of you in the pew rack. If you could fill one of these out for us and then at the end of the service, just walk it over to the Welcome Center, which is to your left on the way out. Uh, you can drop this off in a black box there, or you can hand it to our lead pastor, Dr. Cox, and it's just a great way for him to meet you. He has a small gift for you coming and being a part of our service this morning. It's just a way that we can express gratitude for you being here with us this morning. As we also express gratitude, I just want to thank Daniel McKenzie for a moment for filling in last week on short notice. I think he will be the first pastor to ever preach a sermon one week and then lead worship the next. So thank you, Daniel. We appreciate that. Daniel's filling in for our worship pastor, Todd Green, today as he's on vacation, spending some time with family. So uh, we're grateful for you, Daniel, and for your family leading us in worship this morning. We want to take a moment to pray as we continue to worship. Would you pray with me? Father, I thank you so much that we get to gather today, the first day of 2022, the first Sunday, the first Lord's Day, that we can gather here together. And Father, as we gather as, as the saints here at First Baptist Church, Lord, I pray that this would not just be another Sunday that we check off the list, God. Lord, that we would encounter you, that we would seek to meet with you. God, that we would express our hearts in worship. And Father, that we would hear from your word and it would change our hearts. We pray and ask this in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Amen. So we're getting in this new, uh, new series about uh, shining like stars. And uh, the first light was, was Jesus. And this first song we're going to sing is actually a Christmas song, but on the heels of Christmas, it talks about the, that the light has come. So uh, we're going to teach you this chorus uh, to start. Uh, it's probably a new song to you, but you can at least get in on the chorus. So we're going to teach that. Clayton's going to be leading this one. So here's how the chorus goes. So it goes like this. This is Jesus, Emmanuel, you with us, tell all the world. We have a Savior, we have a Savior, and we are no longer lost, cause He has come down for us. We have a Savior, we have a Savior. Let's do that again. Y'all stand and sing that with us, this, this uh, first chorus. This is Jesus, Emmanuel, here with us, tell all the world that we have a Savior, we have a Savior, and we are no longer lost, cause He has come down for us. We have a Savior, we have a Savior. The child has been given. The child has been given. King of our freedom, 
waiting for the light has come. This is Christmas. Come and adore Him. Everything is before Him. Joy to the world. Worship the Son. This is Christmas. This is Jesus. This is Jesus. Emmanuel. angels lift up your voice sing with the angels lift up your voices join in the song of hope this is Christmas and this is that is Jesus gave his life for us it's the breath in our lungs 
last song we're going to sing and is uh it's the tune of old anxiety but i don't know really who knows the words of that song so we made some new ones uh actually someone else did we're just singing them for you but uh clayton and lonnie you're going to lead this one for us and uh you'll know the tune just put those words into the tune Faithful and 
joyful in our hearts. We love you, and it's your son's name we pray. Amen. Thank you, Clayton and Lonnie, Daniel, and all your crew. Katie, thank you so much for leading us in worship. Happy New Year to you. Good to see everyone. New Year's sort of like a blank slate, isn't it? You feel like I've got a fresh start again. Well, that's always the way it is in Christ. If anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. You've always got the opportunity for a fresh start, a new year, and uh, we rejoice in this. And it's good to see you here today as we worship together. I'm going to share a series of sermons, Lord willing, during the month of January. There are five Sundays in January, five weeks, a series entitled Shine Like Stars. And the idea is that our world is a, is a dark place. It's a, it's a dark place. But what is our response to that darkness going to be? Sometimes Christians get the uh, reputation for being negative. We're against everything. And that We're only known for what we oppose. And so in this series, I want us to point us to some positive things that ought to characterize our witness that we need to shine like stars in the darkness. And so we're going to look at five different passages in the New Testament, these five weeks, that have the contrast that the Bible often uses between light and darkness. The world is a dark place. We are to shine like a light in the darkness. How can we be a positive witness in a dark world? That's what we're about these next five weeks. We begin with Philippians chapter 2, just two and a half verses, 14 through the first part of verse 16. And this is sort of our theme passage for the series that we begin with. Let me read it to you. It says, do everything without grumbling or arguing so that you may become blameless and pure, 
children of God without fault in a warped and crooked generation, then you will shine like stars in the sky as you hold firmly to the word of life. Okay, so we're going to go through this passage and break it down word by word, phrase by phrase, and look at it to understand how we can shine like stars. We begin with the description of the world we live in, the generation we live in, and Paul uses two words to describe the moral and spiritual darkness of our world. First of all, the first word he uses, you see it there, is warped. Our world is warped. If you ever buy lumber, and you're like me, and you're not buying a whole lot, you're just buying a piece or two, and you go to the lumber yard or Home Depot, and what you do, you, you sight down the end of it to see if it's straight, because you don't want one that's warped, because it's so hard to work with something that is twisted. This, world, this word means twisted. It is the Greek word scolios. You may have heard of scoliosis. Some people have curvature of the spine. That disease is named after this word in Scripture. Our word is warped, it's twisted, it's curved. Our world takes the good gifts of God, like sex, and warps them, or like humor, and warps them, or like the internet, and warps them, right? Twists them. And so that's what our world is. It is warped. It's twisted. The second word that Paul uses in this passage to describe the world in which we live is very similar, probably a synonym. Our world is crooked. It's crooked. Uh, Jesus used this word, and it was translated perverse. He said, oh, unbelieving and perverse generation, Matthew 17, 17. It's the same word here, crooked or perverse. So there's going to be perversion in our world. It's a dark, crooked, twisted, perverse world. How are we supposed to respond to that darkness? Well, this passage says that we are to shine like stars in the darkness. Now, what does that mean? Well, it means, first of all, that we don't just retreat from the darkness. We live in the midst of it. You know, the response of some Christians to a dark world, okay, the world's getting to be a bad place. It's all messed up and twisted. So we're just going to get away from all of that. We're going to huddle in our little groups and be in our connection group and be just in our uh, little circle of Christian friends and we're just going to take sort of a withdrawal approach or isolationist approach so that it doesn't corrupt us. We don't want to be corrupted by the perversion of the darkness. So we just, in all, everything that we can, we just stay with Christians, right? That, but this passage says we can't do that. That's not to be our approach. Look, at, look what it says here. Look at the words, you are to become uh, children of God in, in the midst of. The word in there is a different word than the normal word in. It means in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation. And he says that you live among them. You see that there? Among them. So we can't just withdraw. We can't just re retreat. We are to be a engaged in the world. You know, sh stars shine the brightest on the darkest nights, right? Right? The darker it is, when there's no moon, you see the stars the brightest. Yes, this is a dark world we live in, but we can contrast to that. We have a great opportunity in a dark world to be different from a dark world and therefore share a positive witness. I remember just about four years ago was a, uh, a total solar eclipse. Do you remember that? August 2017. 
and we made those glasses, or we got those glasses so we could look at it, and make the little boxes so you could look at it. And I remember, it was incredible to me, as I was watching that day in that solar eclipse, for just a moment, in the middle of the day, I could see the stars. Do you remember that? Just for a fleeting moment, it got dark enough that you could see the stars in the middle of the day. The stars are always there, right? They're shining out there right now. We just can't see them. But when it gets dark, you can see them. So here's the opportunity we have. Yeah, it's a dark world, so we can shine. We must not retreat or withdraw from the darkness. We've got to be engaged. We've got to be with the non-Christians. We've got to be in the world. And so shining like stars means we don't retreat from the darkness. Secondly, shining like stars means we don't just criticize the darkness. Another trap that we Christians sometimes fall into is not only to withdraw from the darkness, I'm just going to shut myself in and me and my little group, but we just curse the darkness, right? We're just negative toward it. We just, ah, it's bad. Oh, it's, it's so bad. You know, and we just, we just talk about how bad it is and so all we do is criticize the darkness, but that's not what stars do, right? They shine in the darkness. They show the way in the darkness. Look at uh, these verses where it says here, Then you will shine like stars in the sky as you hold firmly to the word of life. Uh, now, that word there can be translated two different ways, to hold fast or to hold forth. Let me show you a contrast here on how different translations translate this. Uh, it, the, it can be either translated where you're holding forth, a positive way, or holding fast, sort of an a introspective way, right? The older translations translated it, hold forth the word. Shine like stars in the darkness as you hold forth that you're to, to be a witness. Newer translations, the New King James and the NIV, so if you're looking at the NIV in the Pew Rack, it's a 1974 version. If you're looking at it on our screen, it's a 2011. So it's been revised like every translation has. Well, that, many of them are say, thinking now, well, it means more whole fast or whole firmly. It can, I think it means both, but I think here the primary emphasis is hold forth. Let me show you a verse in, in Daniel that I think is the background of this that shares why I think this is the right translation here. I think the background of this verse is Daniel 12.3 in the Old Testament. Daniel said in Daniel 12.3, those who are wise will shine like the brightness of the heavens and those who lead many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. Do you hear the positive outward influence in Daniel 12, 3? You shine like stars and lead many to righteousness. You're holding forth the word of life. Now, we need to hold on to it. We've got to hold fast or hold firmly to the word. We don't compromise. We're not going to be affected by the darkness. But we've also, as we're holding fast and holding firmly, we've got to hold forth. Because Daniel says, the background for this verse, will shine like the brightness of the heavens and lead many to righteousness. So I want to just challenge you to think about in this series this month, am I, am I withdrawing or retreating? Am I just criticizing the darkness? Or am I being a positive, engaged witness that I might lead many to righteousness? I, I want to uh, share some ways. I just want to brag on First Baptist Church for a moment. I want to share some ways that I think in this Christmas season that you have shown like stars. 
I, I want to commend you for that, of being just what I'm trying to talk about here. Let me, let me just review some things what you've done in your generosity in the Christmas season that I think has been that. First of all, we did Operation Christmas Child Shoe Boxes, and uh, you gave, um, either gave money to or constructed 343 uh, shoe boxes this year from our church. That's a record. The record was 342 in 2019. So every one of you was important in that, right? Because we gave, we did more shoe boxes than ever before, 343. Our church was also a collection point for Coffee County and distribution. Go back to that other one for a moment there. And uh, so you not only gave 343, but uh, 949 more were brought to First Baptist Church from other churches in our community for a total of 1,292 boxes went out uh, from our church. Um, in the uh, 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 southeast Tennessee, uh, south mid-ten region that we're a part of, Coffee County, Moore, Bedford, Franklin, and Lincoln sent two semi-trailers, 11,011 boxes from our region. Two semi-trailers went of that. Man, that's shining like stars, and I just want to commend you and thank you for your giving there. I want to thank... Uh, a Debbie Leet, especially, who leads that ministry. Second thing I want to commend you for, Shining Like Stars, uh, was uh, Angel Tree Gifts. And I want to thank uh, Jake Dorak's Connection Group, and especially Sarah Bryan for leading that. And this is just a picture of a school system brought a box truck and a pickup truck, and, and your gift, Angel Tree Gifts, for um, 81 children uh, at Christmas in the Coffee County school system filled up a box truck and a pickup truck. A lot of bicycles and a pickup truck and we fill that box truck full. 81 children were given Christmas gifts from our church uh, through Angel Tree and I want to commend you for that. And then you did uh, Christmas food boxes and you provided 90 uh, Christmas food boxes. I want to thank Terry Gallagher's connection group and a lot of people who uh, led that effort. Uh, and delivered the weekend before Christmas uh, 90 food boxes, each valued about $45 or so. Thank you for your shining like stars, being engaged, being positive, not just withdrawing, not just criticizing, but shining like stars and holding forth the word of life. And, and one more I want to share with you is our world missions offering. Our goal this year was $27,000. The last two years, we've not reached our goal. We had a goal of $26,000. The last two years, we gave about $25,000 each of those past two. The most we had ever given to a world missions offering was in 2017. We gave $34,000. This year, with a goal of $27,000, you gave $43,500 to world missions at Christmas, the most we've ever given. I just want to say, whoop, whoop, or praise the Lord or something there. Don't you want to do something there? Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you for that. You shine like stars. That's positive engagement in our world. I could add one more. I have a slide for this, but I just want to add uh, disaster relief. We had people on chainsaw crews in Tullahoma when those winds came through Tullahoma a few um, weeks ago and down trees, and we had uh, disaster relief people from our church helping there. We've had people helping in Waverly, still recovering from those uh, that flood and rebuilding homes and doing electrical work there. And I thank uh, um, Nolan Kendrick and James Cartwright for leading in, in uh, disaster relief. That's, that's shining like stars. That's what we've got to do. Uh, we've got to hold forth the word of life. Now, I bragged on you, but we still got work to do. So now let's see what else we need to do, okay? 
Here's what this passage says that we must do if we're going to shine like stars. There's three words, and basically what these three words are saying, if you're going to shine like a star, you're going to have to live in such a way that there's nothing for people to criticize Christianity because of your life. Is there anything in your life that are going to cause people not to believe in Christ or to criticize Christianity? If, if, uh, because that is, if we're going to shine like stars, our lives must point people to Christ. And so he uses three words for what we must be in this passage. Number one, we must be blameless. Be blameless. You see it there? Become blameless. Now, blameless doesn't mean perfect. Nobody's perfect, right? We're all sinners. But, but blameless means above reproach. It says of Zechariah and Elizabeth, the parents of John the Baptist, that they were blameless. Were they sinless? No. Zechariah doubted. It tells of his sin in Scripture. But he was blameless. That is, there was no obvious defect in his character that would cause people to stumble because of him or would not point people to Christ. So, folks, a lot of times we emphasize this popular emphasize, oh, we're all sinners. No, we all, and that's true. We got to emphasize that. We're, we're not perfect. But sometimes of that, we use an excuse not to be blameless. You, the Bible calls us to be blameless, be above reproach. Are you blameless in the way that you live? Is there anything in your life that is detracting from people coming to Christ when you call yourself a Christian? The second word is to be pure. Be pure. Become blameless and pure. The word pure deals more with your inner character, your motives. It means unmixed, uh, like a metal that is unalloyed, not mixed with another metal, or sincere. This word Jesus used in Matthew 10, 16 when he said, be harmless as doves. Same word. Be pure as doves or sincere as doves or harmless as doves. There's nothing in my life. Now he said to be wise as serpents but to be harmless as doves. The third word is, or phrase, to be without fault. You see it there? Become blameless and pure, children of God, without fault in a warped and crooked generation. And this was the word used of a sacrifice before God. That in the Old Testament, when you brought an animal to be sacrificed, it had to be without fault. Now, those of you who judge livestock or whatever probably know there's no perfect animal but this meant you don't bring one with, with an obvious defect. You don't say, hey, I got that three-legged sheep. You know, I don't want it. I'm going to take it to the sacrifice because they're just going to burn it up on the altar anyway. No, you bring your best to God. So you don't bring a blind calf or a, or a, or a, a three-legged sheep to God. You give your best without fault. And he says we're to be that way before God. So the first word is how you are toward other people. Be blameless toward others. Be pure on the inside in your motives and character and be without fault before God. You get it? Those three words. Now, you just think about your life. Is there anything in your life that God is talking to you about today that prevents you from shining like a star in a crooked and a warped generation that you need to change so that you can be above reproach, blameless, pure, and without fault? What's God saying to you today is we're going to shine like stars. If you can't think of anything, I've got two specific examples to give you, okay? They're in this passage. You might notice we're working backward through this passage because it goes to the purpose. The purpose clause at the end is that you be like, that you shine like stars holding out the word of life. To do that, you're going to have to live in a crooked, depraved generation. 
and you're going to have to be blameless and pure and without fault. Well, the very beginning gives you two specific examples of what that would be. Number one, do everything without grumbling. Going to shine like a star, he says, do everything without grumbling. Are you a grumbler? Think about it. Maybe you need to ask the people at work that you work with, am I a grumbler? Am I a complainer? Maybe you need to ask your husband. Maybe you need to ask your wife, am I a grumbler? Am I a complainer? Because, it, see, it may be that you're trying to invite people at church to work, uh, uh, people at work to come to church, and they're not responding. And you say, man, I don't know why they don't come. And they're sitting there thinking, I don't want to become like her if that's what it is that does to you when you go to church because uh, I have to work with her every day. And, man, she complains all the time. You get it there? Is there anything in your life that's causing you to bring reproach to Christ. Think about it in your work life. Think about it in church. The, the context of this was at church. Maybe they were grumbling at Philippi. What's the tone of your connection group? Is your connection group negative? Are you always complaining about politics and the school system and the weather and everything, your husbands and everything else? Then no wonder you're, nobody's going to come to your connection group. What's the tone of your connection group at church? Are you grumbler? How does it apply to, and, and let me say this to you. I'm getting older, so I can say this to you. The tendency is, if we don't watch it, as we get older, to grumble more. You don't want to fall. You don't have to be like that, though. You can follow Christ. When Cindy and I were in our 20s, I was a pastor when I was in the 20s, went to a, young, a church. I was new and young. There was this older couple in our church that lived right down the road from us. Their names were Gerald and Alice. And Gerald compla complained about everything. He complained about the roads. He complained about how they made cars now. He complained about the weather. He complained about the government. He complained about the food. He complained about the church. He complained about everything. His wife, Alice, who lived in the same home, ate the same food, had the same weather, was the sweetest person I've ever known. She always had something positive to say about the church and, and about uh, the food and about the weather. And I, and I told Cindy, I said, how do these two people live in the same place and they're so different? And Cindy and I decided, and we said, you know, when we get old, I want to be like Alice. I don't want to be like Gerald. I don't want to be one of those grouchy old people. I don't know how we've done. You, you just, I don't know. But I'm just telling you that's the desire of my heart. We tend as we get older to become, and it's not a great reflection upon a Christ. We've got to shine like stars, do everything without grumbling. That's what the Word says. You look at your life and see how you're doing. Number two, here's the second specific thing. Do everything without arguing. Do everything without arguing. Are you an arguer? Now let's apply this in some different areas. What about online? What about in your comments in social media or online? Uh, it says to do everything without arguing. Now, now, we're supposed to hold fast. We don't compromise. But the, the way in which we hold fast is also got to hold forth, right? So, uh, you know, you, uh, listen, I'm very much opposed to abortion. I don't think we ought to compromise on our opposition to abortion. But the way we comment about it online, is it one that makes a person want to be 
in my position? Or are we so, so much uh, criticism, so much anger, so much hatred that nobody would want our position? The way in which we do that. You see, you can sometimes win an argument and lose a person. Did you know that? And Jesus, in the Great Commission, did he say to us, go in the, all the world and win arguments? Is that what he said? He didn't say that, did he? He said, go into all the world and make disciples. And so we can win an argument and lose a person. Never compromise the truth, but in your discussions online or in person, do everything without arguing. Let's talk about politics for just a moment. At a time when we're not right in the middle of a political season, we will be in 2022, and then, of course, we will be again in 2024. So now, when we're not in the heat of that, could we just talk about how we as Christians need to shine like stars in our political discussions? Because the way in which we hold for what we deeply believe, I've got deeply held convictions, but the way in which we communicate those is important. And are we communicating our convictions in a way that wants a person to share my convictions or not? So let me say it this way. If you're into politics, you probably got a party that you identify with. And you don't think the position of the other party is the right position, right? So that means you probably think there are a lot of non-Christians in that other party, don't you? Some of you do. You think, oh man, people who believe that, there's a lot of non-Christians in that other party. So then then. If that's true, then you want to present your arguments to them in a way in which would win them. That's your field. And if we hate them, and if we're always just blasting them, then are we in any way going to win them to Christ? That's got to be our greatest objective as we shine like stars and hold forth the word of life, right? And what about in your family? Are there arguments that are compromising your witness in your family? Or what about in your church relationships? Did you know in 1 Corinthians 6, 7, Paul said to the Corinthians who had lawsuits, they had these arguments, they had gone into the court in the church, and he said, aren't you already defeated? Aren't, it would be better for you to be cheated or for you to be wronged. Now you think about that for a moment. Paul said, it would be better for you just to be wronged and cheated than to compromise your witness before a lost world because you got to shine like stars. Now, that's, that's pretty heavy, folks. You need to think about that. I know that there are times when lawsuits are needed in our corporate world and all that. I understand that, and insurance companies, all that. But this is talking about in those interpersonal relationships in a church or in a family. It is saying that, you, that it would be better to be wronged and to lose some of that inheritance or some of that income or whatever than to compromise your witness. That's, that's what it says. So we've gone through it backwards. Let me read it to you one more time forward and you see what God might be saying to you. Do everything without grumbling or arguing so that you may become blameless and pure children of God without fault in a warped and crooked generation. Then you will shine like stars in the sky as you hold firmly to the word of life. Let me say one more thing before we close. You may think, well, 
this is just one of those New Year's messages about you need to try harder and turn over a new leaf and to be good. Do better. Try harder. That's not the message of Christianity at all. Let me give you two more verses that are the context of these that I just read. When you read a small passage of Scripture, it's good to look at the verses before or after. That's the context. Let me read you the two verses before the ones we just read. Philippians 2, 12 through 13, Therefore, my dear friends, as you've always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. You're not doing this alone as you try to be blameless and pure and without fault. It's God who works in you. If you're a Christian, you've been saved by the grace of God. His Spirit has come within you. He's at work in your life. Isn't that great to know? Now you cooperate with Him. You work out what He's working in. He's working in. You work it out. Cooperate with God in 2022 that we might be pure and blameless without fault in a crooked and perverse generation that we might shine like stars as we hold forth the word of truth. Let's pray together. Oh God, we want to shine like stars in a dark world. We need your help to do that. We thank you that you're working in our lives as we begin this new year, Lord, this new month. We just want to pray about anything you've said to us today. Your spirit has spoken to us through your word about our, about our complaining or about our arguing, about ways in which we are not blameless. Oh, God, we just pray that you'd forgive us and change us and work in us by your Spirit and give us the power to work out what you're working in. Lord, if there's a person here who's not yet a believer, I pray that they would come to the light. You, Jesus, are the light of the world. You're the hope of the world. And I pray you would draw them to yourself today. And we pray in Jesus' name, amen. Would you stand together with me? We're going to sing a song of invitation. Today, you want to confess Christ as Savior, want to join our church, want prayer, you're welcome to come forward while we're singing. We'd be glad to help you. Let's sing together. We got another new song for you, but we're going to teach you the chorus real quick. So, you got this one? You are the light, the light of the world we shine you. Light of the world, we shine you, Lord. Sing that with me. Cause you are the light, the light of the world, and we shine you, Lord. And you are the light, the light of the world, and we shine you. We are the people of God. We are the people of God. The sons and the daughters of love. Giving us Lord and redeemed. Living our lives to the praise of our King. We are the ones who will shine. His light in the darkness tonight. 
the hopeless, the broken, the poor. They will be hopeless and broken no more. Cause you are the light, the light of the world, and we shine you, Lord. Cause you are the light, the light of the world, and we shine you, Lord. We are the people of God. We are the people of God. The sons and the daughters of love. Given, restored, and redeemed. Living our lives to the praise of our King. And we are the ones who will shine. His light in the darkness tonight. The hopeless, the broken, the poor And they will be hopeless and broken no more You are the light, the light of the world And we shine you, Lord You are the light, the light of the world And we shine you, Lord We shine like stars in the universe Proclaiming the hope of our God And to the sons and daughters in all the earth We shine you, Lord And we shine like stars in the universe Proclaiming the hope of our God to the sons and the daughters and all the earth, we shine you, Lord. Yeah, you are the light, the light of the world, and we shine you, Lord. Cause you are the light, the light of the world, and we shine you. You can be seated. Thank you, Dr. Cox, for a wonderful message this morning. Thank you, Praise Team, for leading us. I just want to take a few moments to give you some announcements as we close this morning. Wednesday nights this week resume. So we're back on schedule with Wednesday nights. Uh, Wednesday night supper begins at 5 p.m. You can reserve uh, your spot there through the offering envelope. You just indicate there in the envelope if you're going to come and what days and all of that and send that off in and we'll, we'll take care of that for you. That also means CDP resumes and this week we have two new classes, God, Money, and You, which shows you how to glorify God with your resources and then Parenting Apologetics, which is going to be led by Jesse Greenslade. It's going to be a great class. We hope that you check those out. And then also this week, Upward Basketball begins with our game weeks. Game day is coming up. And so I'm just curious, um, if you are helping as a coach, cheerleading coach, game day coordinator, whatever it might be, if you're helping in Upward in any way, would you please stand up just so that we can see you? Anybody? 
All right, great. Hey, stay standing. We want to pray for you just as a way of commissioning and thanking you for helping with Upward this year. So let's pray together, and this will be our closing prayer. Father, I just thank you for Upward basketball and cheerleading, God. I thank you for Shonda, and I thank you for her leadership. I thank you for all of our coaches, everybody who is helping to make this ministry happen, God. And Lord, as, uh, as we labor and work, Lord, I pray that you would reap a harvest, God, and that many would pray to receive you and follow you through this ministry. We ask all of this in Jesus' good name. Amen. Thank you for coming. The light, the light of the world, we shine. You, Lord. you are the light, the light of the world, we shine. You, Lord. Yes, you are the light, the light of the world, we shine. You, Lord. you are the light. The light of the world we shine.